0: To Geek and Friends, I am your host, Scott Davis, right alongside me, Robin, Jason Hickey. You
1: know, that's high praise coming from you. I know how you feel about Robin. Oh, I'm sorry. I should re- oh, wait. I should re- reiterate myself. I'm, Jason Todd! I was going to say, I'm Jason Todd, aren't I? You suck. <laughs> You're a terrible human being, Scott. <laughs> but that is because I am Nightwing. That's fair.
0: You know how I feel about Nightwing. Yeah, I know. And because we are talking about Nightwing and Jason Todd Robin,
1: we are going to discuss... Titans, Season 2. There we go. Now, you might be asking yourself, why are they about to skip Episode 1 of Season 2? We already did it in, when we did Season 1. <laughs> yes, it's because Episode 1 of Season 2 is really the end of Season 1, so we did it then. Because now we're actually going to jump into the actual story of Season 2. Episode 2, Rose. Yes. Now, we're going to notice that a lot of these are going to be
0: names of characters. hmm And uh, Rose is the name of
1: Deathstroke's daughter. Yes. Did we see Deathstroke in season one? We didn't see him in season one at all, was he? Not at all. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mostly know Deathstroke from Arrow, mm-hmm. where he was played by Manu Bennett. He did pretty well as Deathstroke, I thought. Yeah, I actually thought that his season was the best out of that show, mm-hmm. like, out of its whole. So, you know, this guy had a little bit to live up to for me. <laughs> but Rose. Yes. And
0: like I said, her, that name is, the, is Deathstroke's daughter, which we meet in this episode.
1: Yes. So, apparently, um, Grayson, Dick Grayson has a habit of picking up broken people and people that need help. Yes. And they saw a video footage of Rose fighting a bunch of cops, and he thought, you know what? I think we should go help her. Mainly because she was very, very skilled. She is a trained killer. Yes. She was trained by Deathstroke himself. Yeah, she's even missing an eye. She is. <laughs> um, and So, Grayson is at the, uh, the Titan Tower in San Francisco. San Francisco with Beast Boy and... Raven, Starfire is not here at the moment. Neither is Donna. And then Hank and Dawn—they have like they've left superhero life altogether. Oh, I remember they were retiring. Prior. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were doing their. Oh, we just got one last job. When they say that, and you know that means that somebody something going to go horribly wrong. Yeah, something either a someone's going to die. Yeah.
0: B someone's going to get hurt really bad, or C
1: both. Yeah. Luckily, it was only B. It was only B. Don got hurt really bad. Best case scenario, it was B. (laughs) Yes. But anyway, they they went to kind of a very small town and bought a small crappy cabin and started to try and put down roots. Oh, yeah. You know, helping your local meth head kind of deal. They literally were helping the local meth head. Yes. (laughs) And then we, we meet up with Donna and Corey as they're on a stakeout together. Yep. And... This whole episode just kind of, it, it was a big setup episode, and it was mainly just to show us, now that some time has passed since season one, this is where everyone is. Yes. And then we go to episode two, Ghosts. This is where we meet uh, one of the Titans' old nemesis, Dr. Light. Dr. Light. He's a psychopath. He's a psychopath who, like, kind of lets out electrical pulses. And, mm-hmm. Well, light. Yeah. Well, it's, it's more than light, though. I mean... He gets his power from light, Mm -hmm. but he releases it in more of an electrical thing. Yes. He's basically one of the... He's the the opera singer from Running Man. Sure. Yeah. That's what we're going with. (laughs) This brings all the old Titans back because they can't let this guy loose because he was one of the reasons that they...
0: He was one of the reasons why they formed together in the first place. Yeah. But he's also one of the reasons that, you know, they broke up too.
1: Right. Don't worry. We'll learn more about that. (laughs) This show loves its flashbacks.
0: Oh, yeah. But that's also how it is in comic books, too. True. Comic books, you always have either a flashback or you have an editor's note saying, oh, go see issue blah, blah, blah
1: of blah, blah, (laughs) blah. See, Scott, I wouldn't know this because I don't read comic books. For shame. I'm just a higher class of nerd than you are. That's all it is. I consider a lower class of nerd. I disagree. I think we're kind of all on the same level when it comes to nerdiness in different ways. But anyway, we learn a little bit about the backstory of Dr. Light. We know that the other old Titans, aka Hank and Dawn, which I like the fact that they gave us a little bit more history on Hank and Dawn because season one gave us how they became superheroes. Mm -hmm. And then there's a huge gap. We know that Dawn was involved with Grayson and season one made kind of implied that she cheated on Hank. No, yeah. It, no. it completely implied that. <clears throat> like, yeah. If you were to only watch that, you know, the season one episodes with them, you would assume that she cheated on Hank with Dick, and that's why they were no longer friends. Mm-hmm. So this, and I, I kind of think they did that on purpose, and then just reframed it for this. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and then by the end of the episode, we've got Donna and Corey back also. And Rose is kind of... She's being buddy-buddy more with Jason Todd. She is, but she's also borderline a prisoner because they're not letting her leave, mm-hmm. which kind of crappy.
0: Yes. And next we have Aqualad.
1: You know, I, I had no idea that Aqualad was a thing. Aqualad is a thing. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. The years and years and years of comic books that have come out, they probably have all sorts of stuff like this. Yes. Because, honestly, up until last season, I didn't know that uh, Wonder Girl was a thing. <laughs> yes. So
0: Aqualad mm-hmm. is Aquaman's psychic right. there have been two aqualads that have been you know pretty big um the the one that we're going to talk about right now his name is garth and otherwise they call him gar as well uh but it's garth gar okay and the other aqualad is he's actually the son of black manta eh. so it's sort of a uh, and he's big in young
1: justice the cartoon okay so yeah was he an Atlantean as the son of Black Manta? What did he? Was he a half breed or? He's a half breed because Black Manta is human. Yes. Yes. Hey, I saw the Aquaman movie. I know that Black Manta is human. <laughs>
0: I will. I am <clears throat> letting you learn these things and and let you come across your own decisions. It's very,
1: very nice of you. Yes. So this episode basically is one long flashback.
0: Five years ago, flashback.
1: Yes. When and they're all together. This is the one that really lets you know the dynamics of the old Titans mm-hmm. when it was um, Robin, Aqualad, Wonder Girl, Hawk and Dawn, Hawk and Dove. Yes. Sorry, Dawn and Dove. They're they're too close. Hawk and Hank?
0: Hawk, Dawn and Dove. Uh, yeah,
1: I know. It's kind of on the nose, but um these are comic
0: books. These names were never meant to be not on the nose. <laughs> Um, Stanley. So this is you know a different world, Marvel, Marvel Universe. Stanley loves his alliterations. Oh yeah. So
1: Bruce Banner. Right. Reed Richards. Peter Parker. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, I that that has not been lost on me. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is where we we see that Dove was involved with Robin. Yep. And not Hank. So basically, she was with Hank, and then. They joined the Titans, and now she's with Rob. I don't know. That sounds like a whole lot of mess and a whole lot of drama that I wouldn't want to deal with.
0: Yeah, yeah. But in comic books, that happens a lot.
1: <sighs> it's terrible. I don't approve, Scott. Anyways. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the face that we really get to see that we, that, again, I had no idea who he was, was Aqualad. Yep. And he is, I, I like that they kind of show him as a lot like Jason Momoa's Aquaman mm-hmm. in attitude. Now, I mean not not physique or you know look or anything but his attitude is very largely the same. He's very mm-hmm. uh devil may care mm-hmm. and you know kind Rough, of he, he li- and he lives in the moment. Mm-hmm. Whereas Donna Troy is an Amazonian so she's very stoic and very serious and you know kind of looks down on him as as an Atlantean. You know, ocean trash or whatever. I don't know. Well, that's also because Atlanteans
0: and Amazonians
1: they butt heads. Yes, historically they they they, have they they fight. They fight. Kind of like they have their own turf. They just leave each other alone,
0: Scott. Well, the Amazonians are on an island. An island is covered is surrounded by water.
1: Yes, but the Amazonians do not leave this island. But Uh, Diana Prince was the first one to leave the island in like a thousand years. Yes, but they still fish. Do they though? They do. I didn't see it in the movie though, so I'm gonna say that they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <coughs> moving on. Yes, moving on. Um, we, we get a lot basically this is load of past drama mm-hmm. and it also brings in a character, you know, shows us the full capabilities of this person, and that is Deathstroke. Yeah. Essentially, Donna was getting ready to leave the world of man, and she was going to go back to um, Themyscira, mm-hmm. and she was, you know, there boarding a plane, and Garth, aka Aqualad, came, and he, you know, poured his heart out to her because... He loves her. He, he does, at least now. You know, tomorrow, who knows, because you know, dang Atlanteans. Um, <laughs> but next thing we know, there's a gunshot, and Aqualad is shot. Yes. Through the chest, which apparently will kill an Atlantean.
0: I'm Sorry. Yes, people do die from gunshot wounds. And Atlanteans do not have impenetrable skin. I'm sorry, too. Unlike an Amazonian. Because, honestly,
1: honestly, I like Doc Aqualad. Yeah, Goth was I would have liked pretty cool. him to have stuck around. Goth was pretty cool. Actually, I did like him, yeah. Yeah, he he would... The one episode we get him in, he seemed like he was a lot of fun. Uh, he was a lot better than Hank. Yeah, Hank's kind of a douchebag. And the problem is... And I get that what they did, because a lot of the feelings of the other Titans stem from this event. Mm -hmm. But everybody's so serious. Like, all the time. It's like laughing would actually cause them physical pain, so they don't do it. Well, that also might be true, being the fact that like three out of the five
0: are just humans. Get over it. And, you know, they get into fights all the
1: time and they have bruises all over them, so if they do laugh, they probably are hurting. Yeah, but laughter's the best medicine, so theoretically, if they laughed, they'd heal faster. (laughs) Anyway... Aqualad was not very serious, and everybody else seems very serious, and sometimes they're very dour. Mm-hmm. So he was very different. Now, it, it, they do show that he was kind of the life of the team, like the, the spirit, because mm-hmm. he was very energetic. Yep. But all that's gone, because now he's dead. And now we're going to go to Deathstroke. Yes. That's the next episode. Not just the person. <laughs> I liked this Deathstroke. Yeah, I, I actually thought he was pretty cool. Um, he is played convincingly. By Asai Morales, he is very well. Yeah, like I, he seems very cold mm-hmm. and calculated. yeah, very cold, very calculated, and he seems capable. Like the actor they got, yes, he's a little bit older, but mm-hmm. Deathstroke is supposed to be a little bit older. Oh, Deathstroke's also supposed to
0: have you know two adult children, two adult children. Yeah, so, so three, but we don't know about the third one
1: yet. How dare you? You've just spoiled the season three surprise. Oh, he's not in there. This is from the comic. The season four surprise. That uh, hasn't been produced yet, so we don't know. But I'll bet you it's coming. Okay. Anyway. Um, and we, we learned that he's basically a, a hired killer. Mm-hmm. And he has been hired to, you know, take someone out. We actually don't know. He's hired to kill people. Yes. And he is the one who killed Aqualad. Yep. So now the Titans are going to do what it takes to take him out. Yep. And this actually continues over into present day because the whole purpose of the last episode was kind of to show, you know, this is where Deathstroke comes into our past. This is mm-hmm. why he's such a major thing. Well, in the present now, they know he's a part of the whole Dr. Light thing. Yes. And they're out looking for him because they're, they're looking for, you know, power fluctuations to see where Dr. Light could possibly be hiding. And they find something, Jason Todd and Gardew, and they decide that they're going to go investigate should they? No. Because they're, st- they're both stupid.
0: They're stupid. They're both very stupid.
1: Well, okay. I will actually challenge that. Garth is impressionable. Jason Todd is stupid. Capital S, stupid. i go even further. <laughs> Capital M, moronic. I will buy into that. He is not an intelligent person. And he's played in such a way that it makes it impossible to root for him. Correct. I gotta think that's on purpose. I have told you in the past
0: that this is the way he is. He is. He is that way. He's a douche canoe. He is. But after he was revived from the death in you know, and he took on the role of the Red Hood, mm-hmm. people started liking him more, mainly because he is the anti-hero. He will go out and shoot people and kill them. So he's the Punisher, pretty much. And I don't. I'm not a fan of him because of that. I'm a fan of someone that is, you know, a vigilante, but is not going to go to the length of death.
1: I, and I, you know what? I kind of, I get that. I 100% get that because the whole thing about superheroes is they are not the judge and the jury. They are simply out there to stop, to stop people. And, and what, you know, people always give Batman a lot of crap for, you know, his no kill policy, Mm -hmm. which I mean. I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I think there should be some exceptions. I think he should kill the Joker pretty much right away. It would have saved everybody a ton of trouble. But on the whole, his policy makes more sense because he actually captures people and he delivers them to the police. Mm-hmm. And oh, he doesn't deliver them. Well, he, d- he wraps them up normally. I say he, he leaves them for the police. There we go. But he does the police's job for them, but he does not do the justice system's job. The incarceration for or anything. Like right. That. And I think that's, part of the purpose of superheroes is that they're not the judge and the jury mm-hmm. and like Frank Castle as the Punisher and apparently Jason Todd as Red Hood take on that responsibility and yeah. that responsibility is not theirs. That responsibility is too big for one person. And it, while sometimes, yeah, you can root for it. I mean, the Punisher series on Netflix. were pretty good, but as a whole, there's a reason we refer to those people as anti-heroes versus actual heroes. Or we
0: normally refer to Nightwing and Batman as vigilantes.
1: Right and and they i mean definition of the word they are yeah but while they are taking a portion of the law to, into their own hands they mm-hmm. are not taking the full extent of it because the full extent of it is not designed for one person to hold correct anyway rant over he's probably going to cut all that anyway
0: <laughs> this is going to be a long episode i am i am going to be apologizing cuz we i am going to be keeping you know interrupting with things like hey this. you do it
1: i mean i'm i'm just doing the best i can with trying to remember everything that happened in these episodes so in this, now the other Titans have to go and rescue Jason Todd. Because he's stupid. <laughs> because he's stupid. And he got himself captured. Yes. They finally they do rescue him. And, but
0: they also, this is where Deathstroke finds or, or knows that Rose is there as
1: well. Right. Because he, I mean, he knew she was in the city, but he did not know that she was with the Titans. Correct. And this raises a whole other issue with him because we learned in the last episode about Jericho. Mm-hmm. We only touched on it. We don't know the full extent of it. But Jericho is someone we will find more about. Yes. And let's just say Deathstroke has a reason to hate the Titans. Yes. Kind of.
0: <laughs> Next is Connor. This really follows the uh, the story of Connor Kent or the Superboy for when Superman died back in 96. The Death of Superman comic? 94. The one that's
1: right behind me?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. The one that's over there. Yes. So Superman died. He got he was killed by Doomsday. After he was killed, then they had the Reign of Superman series, where there were four Superman. There was the Eradicator Superman. There was the Cybernetic Superman. There was Steel, which is a Superman, uh, you know, John Steel. It's Shaquille uh, O'Neal, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a movie. <laughs> and then there is Superboy. And it was, he is a hybrid of a clone. He is a clone of both Superman and Lex Luthor.
1: Which is kind of interesting.
0: Yes. Well, Lex Luthor wanted to create his own Superman. He wanted, he wanted to be able to create a, a superpower being that he could be able to control. And he finds that perfection and the perfection of human being is himself. So why not put the DNA of himself to have the perfection of human beings in part of that? Clone, so that he because they were able to clone a human, but they couldn't clone a Kryptonian fully. They could, they'd have to actually spice it with a human
1: clone. So, what you're saying is this is an example of extreme narcissism.
0: Well, it's Lex Luthor, so yes, <laughs> it is extreme narcissism.
1: We got to remember my my only exposure to Lex Luthor is Gene Hackman, Kevin Spacey, and Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, you didn't watch Michael Rosenbaum Smallville? I have seen like three episodes of Smallville. Okay, but
0: this is actually this is from the comics though i'm going in
1: right well i'm just saying my my, my experience of him is he he's always kind of been a, a xenophobic yeah no
0: luther is much worse than he has been portrayed in the in the movies in the movies he's always been portrayed like just as like a real estate mongol. right
1: well uh, and that's the thing i mean gene hackman is a brilliant actor but his lex luther was so stupid yeah yeah, no no no. And no. and Kevin Spacey was just an extension of that because it was the same series and they were going for the same feel. And then the less we say about Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, the better. Yeah. But oh, Luthor oh, is a formidable foe. I forgot one. John Cryer. We're not- <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> oh, he he took off his glasses and he's rubbing his temples. <laughs> Come on. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> Luther is really a
0: formidable foe for Superman, because he is all about brains.
1: Mm -hmm. And you don't see that in the movies. No, you really don't. Honestly, brains-wise, the closest they came, I think, and you can shoot me for this, was probably Eisenberg. No, it is true. But they they did some weird thing where they kind of, like, mixed the brains with the Joker's chaos junk, and it just didn't work. No. But...
0: Again, this is being brought up by Co- Project Cadmus, which is mm-hmm. being backed by Luther. We don't really see that in this episode, but it's, it is the case. Is what it happens. But this is the episode where we get Connor Kent, or just Connor, <laughs> uh, breakout. He w- is wearing a Superman shirt because I don't know why they had him in a Superman shirt, but I, they did. And he also <laughs> breaks out Crypto, Crypto the Wonder Dog. Crypto's awesome. Now, Crypto in
1: this is a clone again. Okay, so they crossed a Kryptonian with a dog. Yes. Was that on their way to crossing him with a human? It was an initial test. It actually
0: makes sense. But in the comics, Crypto is an actual dog from
1: Krypton. Oh, gosh.
0: I like it this way better. I can wrap my
1: head around it easier.
0: There, there's been other Kryptonian animals, too. Please tell me there was a crypto monkey. Uh, I actually believe there was. Yes! Because that's the only thing that would have been better than Crypto dog. <laughs> it would have been crypto ape. Yeah, no, I believe. Um, I believe there was the horse, and I think there was, the, it was a monkey as well. I and that is true. Beppo. Uh, Beppo is the super
1: monkey. That's awesome. I hope Beppo makes an appearance in this show at some point. Yes. Because that would be amazing. But anyway, back to Connor and Crypto. Connor, he escapes from the Cadmus lab, and they send some bad people after him. Not the person who, you know, pioneered the project. Mm-hmm. Because she actually, she has like a shred of scientific, like, decency to her. But all oh, like the tiniest shred. Yes, and we we'll, we we learn why later. And the other person they brought in just views this guy as he's a, he's an object. He's not he's not a person. He has no will of his own. He is the property of Cadmus, and she's gonna go get him back. I mean, he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then this we we get into this whole moral dilemma of cloning. And are they are they people deserving of rights or are they are they property? And and the thing is, so as Jason. Is
0: the ultimate corporate person. (laughs) The corporate show that he is. Oh my gosh. He is misrepresenting me, but we'll go along with it. (laughs) I believe Jason's thought and idea on this is the company created it. The company has patents and rights for it. It does not have an actual, you know, living will or testament. It should be a ownership of the company. No. Really? I am surprised. Because I am the complete opposite.
1: When that. they created this, they did not create an automaton. They created something with reasoning skills, with a personality, and, you know, life. And to keep this person as a corporate property would be akin to slavery. Because what's to stop them from creating tons of clones and literally using them as slaves? Oh, that's what they were planning on doing. Exactly. And I have a problem with that. Because that is, <laughs> because that is Lex Luthor's plan. It's because Lex is terrible. He is. And he is. once you... I mean, you want to create a bunch of, you know, robots that you have to program to do that kind of stuff, you know what? Fine, go for it. You know, patent your awesome but, robot. But what about the holograms? Holograms are not reasoning. I mean, there are there's a couple gray areas in Star Trek where they are, such as Moriarty and um, uh, Vic Fontaine. I was actually just going to go even further with the Doctor. The Doctor's a huge one. And they actually do delve into some of that in Voyager when you get there in your rewatch we can, we can delve into that because they, they do touch on... I do hope the you realize that, that I'm cutting like almost all of this out. That's fine. I'm, in case you want to keep any of it, I'm treating it as you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but they do touch on, in Voyager, the, the fact that the Doctor should have rights mm. because he is an individual. He is not just a program. He's more than the sum of his programming. And that's the, that's the trick when you're building an AI. Where does a machine and a program end and where does personhood and reasoning begin anyway cadmus bad connor should have his own will because he is a but, reasoning individual and so
0: connor does finally escape and that's actually the end of the episode yeah next episode bruce wayne and we actually meet bruce wayne we do now bruce wayne is being played by Jura momont from game of thrones and
1: see i have not actually watched game of
0: thrones yet so the actor is ian glenn
1: yeah, I, I've seen him in stuff. Like, I, I remember him most, and please don't shoot me, from Tomb Raider. Ah! I threw something at him. I've been struck. <laughs> but, but I feel I deserved it. I'm sure he's done lots of wonderful things. And he's a serviceable Bruce Wayne. I think he's a little old. That was my my
0: one thing was, he was a bit old to be playing Wayne, <laughs>
1: But this is also supposed to be an older Grayson. But here's the thing. Grayson is about 30, which means that it's been about 15 years since Bruce adopted him. So even if, and Bruce usually in the, in what I've seen became Batman when he was 25. Mm -hmm. So that would make it 40 add on 10 years, even to say that, Hey, he's been Batman for 10 years and he wanted a sidekick. So that makes him 50. Eaton Glenn is 60. He's in his 60s. He does pretty well. Like, he does the... Uh, he's got the intensity. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I can look at him and think, yeah, that's Batman. He could fly around rooftops and beat the crap out of people.
0: Not right now. Not at 60.
1: No. And the thing is, they this show has already nailed the slightly older but still lethal person in casting Isai Morales as Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. And I just... Eh, Glenn does fine. Yeah. And, and just for reference, Morales is only one year younger than Glenn. <laughs> so... He's no spring chicken. <laughs> no, but Slade is supposed to be older anyways. Right.
0: Next is Jericho.
1: Now, we finally get to meet, fully meet Jericho. Because we, we got a, a glimpse of him. Mm-hmm. Now, and this we, is a flashback. Yeah, that's, yes, yes, this incredible. is a flashback. and Because we got a glimpse of him in a flashback. Mm-hmm. And in the flashback that we saw, it was just Grayson meeting him at a record store. Yep. And we learn that Jericho is deaf. No, yeah, no. <clears throat> Jericho is a mute. Is mm-hmm. he deaf? Uh n- I don't no, think he's deaf. He's he has no he deaf. has no voice because he has of no the voice, the throat injury that he that he gets. Yes.
0: But he is he, he's able to hear and sign
1: and see, but he can't talk. Right. Which is
0: why he signs.
1: Yes. Correct. And this follows up on after Aqualad is killed, it's They are befriending Jericho because they find out that Jericho is the son of Slade Wilson. Yes. And we get more on the background of Wilson and how he became Deathstroke. Basically, he was involved in a lot of uh, military experiments while he was in the army. And ever since he got out, he's been a hitman for hire. They pretty much made him into what he is. Yeah. I kind of like it. I mean, he's basically an evil Captain America. (laughs) I'm cool with it. In the end... Of this
0: episode, it actually finds, uh, they have, Jericho finds out that they they would just be friends with him to get to his father. Right. Pissed off Jericho, but Jericho also got killed. But well, we don't find out exactly how yet. No. So we got now go to
1: Atonement, the next episode. So this basically is, like, the whole last episode was Dick telling the rest of the Titans what went down with Jericho. Mm-hmm. And how he died and how it was their fault, and and they all leave him. Yes. Literally everyone except for Garth just says peace out double birds and they left. It was it was pretty bad. They're the, all very angsty? Yeah. Yeah. It's an angsty show. I, I enjoy it a lot. It's a little angsty. But
0: But this episode pretty much is it's just showing that how they're splitting up that they split up. Because they were pissed off at Grayson yeah. for actually telling them the truth of what, what happened.
1: Right. And then kind of like how in the first episode, well, sorry, second episode of the season where they touch on everybody to show where they're at. Mm-hmm. They do it again where they touch on everybody to show what they're doing now that they left. And Corey yep. is dealing with something from her home planet. Don is looking for Rachel because Rachel kind of peaced out on her. Uh, Gar is stuck at Titan's Tower looking after um, Connor because Connor is unconscious. He was shot with a kryptonite bullet. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Hank and Dawn try and go back to their cabin in the woods and get back to that life that they were just starting. Yes. And
0: then we go to Fallen. Fallen, Dick is now in
1: prison. All right.
0: I had some major issues with this episode. What? The fact that, that Grayson was pretty much just, he was just, he gave up on himself, gave up on everyone. When he left, he just left and went
1: to prison. I get that he gave up on himself and I get that he felt he should be in prison. So he did something to put himself there. Mm-hmm. Fine. I don't love that. I think that's whatever. But the fact that he beat the crap out of some cops, mm. was arrested, charged, tried, and sentenced within 12 hours. And, like I guess at less than a day. This is not how the justice system works. No. This would have taken months. But and, and the thing is, if they would have done a time jump with him being in there and then everybody else still being doing their own thing, I would have been 100% fine.
0: No, there's no time jump.
1: But there's no time jump. There's literally, oh, well, because Donna calls... Him saying, Oh, I Rachel ran out on me the other day and I can't find her, so it's like literally been a day. Yep, and he's already in prison. I had I, I can suspend my disbelief a lot, <laughs> but that is such a lazy, stupid mistake that it killed the entire episode for me. Yeah, that's right, that's killed the right. dead <laughs> anyway. You know, anyway, the Titan's Tower was also attacked
0: by um uh, Mercy Graves.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Working for Cadmus. She's... I, I liked her character. She was
0: pretty good. She is uh, Luther's right-hand attacker. Okay. Which... Is, and so we don't see Luther at all in this season. No. And we it, we I, hear his name a whole bunch. We yeah. never see him. But we get the connections by, you know, people like Mercy Graves. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure that we mentioned it or brought it up. And, you know, because I did make this huge thing of, you know, how Luther is half of, you know, the Chromes for, uh, for Connor Kent. But... I didn't get give, give um I didn't say Luther was there.
1: Right. Yeah, we, we get that all from the scientist who created Connor to Mercy Graves, who's hunting him. Mm-hmm. That, that's where we get all this information. Next we have E L O. Oh. So this picks up with basically all of the women because Rachel Gar, Gar was, Yeah. Gar was captured. He's with Cadmus and they're kind of doing some experiments on him. Uh Dawn left Hank because. Don always leaves Hank. As I say, they have. A pretty toxic relationship um so yeah it, it involves the four it involves donna don Corey, and rachel yep and they're all kind of like getting indications that they need to go to a a diner in like rural nevada and rural nevada is the middle of the freaking desert and the whole episode is them kind of getting these things and doing their their own thing trying to figure out what happened to gar and where dick is because Dicks in jail. If he was actually gone through the justice system, it would have been super easy to find him. <laughs> anyway, and they eventually do go to this diner. And they all get there at different times. Like, they were kind of independent of each other, except for... Uh, Rachel and Cor- and Donna yeah, were together. Rachel and Donna were together, but the others all came independently. And when they get there, in walks Bruce Wayne. And he basically tells them, get over yourselves, reform the Titans, because... This is not how heroes react. Yeah, you're you're needed and you need to put aside your petty problems and squabbles and just get your crap together. Exactly. And then he leaves. And that is the entire episode.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Now, if you notice, we really haven't talked much about Hank or Connor or Jason. Yeah. Because they're all idiots. They are all idiots. Um, well, Connor has an excuse. Connor's literally like a week old. Connor is a week old. We will give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. He does get better in season three. <laughs> good i haven't started it yet
1: okay <clears throat> hank hank is hank hank, hank is Hank. Is hank a roared out idiot and he's very self-destructive i mean his problem is he's never actually all right i, I gotta put on my like psychiatrist helmet here he's never actually like dealt with the trauma of, of the death of his brother the death of his brother he i mean he's sort of dealt with his molestation as a child but in like the most unhealthy way possible. By beating the guy up? Yeah. And and now he, he just, he can't get it together with Dawn because they're on completely different pages and they're not meshing. So she leaves. Yep. And the thing is, it's not like she just up and left. He dared her to leave. He basically told her to leave. And she said, okay, fine. And she left.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. Dawn actually is a little more, I'm not saying she's at all stable, but she's a little more stable.
1: A little bit. I like to think it's because her mother's played by Marina Sirtis, so that Star Trek connection helps. <laughs> if I had something, else, I do. Wait, hey, ah, he threw something else at me. <laughs> uh, so this this catches us up on Hawk, and basically, Hawk has been doing a lot of drugs, drinking a lot of booze. You know, mildly hooking up with some white trash chicks pretty much he's getting into cage fights and getting into cage fights as the hawk yeah and we find out that well it's actually kind of funny hank finds out that the hawk is responsible for uh he, what did he do he burned something down didn't he some, some he, was, he, like he burned he was, out he was
0: stealing something
1: yeah he yeah he was basically hawk was accused of doing something terrible and then he finds out that in someone a, someone stole his suit and was impersonating him I think stole is the wrong verb. Someone just took it. Somebody bought his suit off of him because he was in a coked out binge. Yeah, that too. (laughs) And he ended up having to go and get it back was the whole point of it. Yes. Rose finally
0: tells Jason that she is the daughter of Deathstroke. Mm -hmm. And we actually see exactly, because it's this episode where we see how Jericho actually died, right? Yes, but it's it's also is this the episode where we see Jericho's death in because Jericho, he's sort of a telepath, Mm -hmm. but he died in the past. Yeah, (laughs) and he gave some telepathic to uh, things to Dick, and Dick is now crazed, like you know, escaping prison to go find Jericho, who's already dead because to conclude his
1: to just and also to complete the complete ridiculous storyline of Dick being in prison. Apparently you can just break out of solitary confinement and leave. Yes. Who but, knew?
0: But because of his escape and his confrontation with Destro's wife, yeah. uh, he then decides that he needs to and he's already given up the, the mantle of Robin. And he's decided he needs how what he needs to do to create his new mantle. And he creates Nightwing. Yes. Which is the next episode. Mm-hmm. Nightwing. Yes, Awesome suit. I was gonna say,
1: how did they do on the suit? Love the suit. Okay,
0: okay. I like, I like the Mm. suit. I I think, you know, I would have liked a little better if the if he had like the blue on his fingers. Okay, because they don't do that all the time in the comics either. So that was okay. But you know, it's always best when like like he has the blue stripe going down to his fingers. It's like, yeah, that's awesome.
1: I've seen your several different figurines. I've seen some comic art. It's pretty comic accurate. Yes. Which is handy. I mean, it's it's always good when they can do that. Um, This is the final confrontation with... Well, okay. This kind of happens on a couple different levels. There's the final confrontation with Deathstroke. Mm -hmm. And in which we find out that Jericho had a superpower that was passed on to him genetically through Deathstroke. Mm -hmm. Not that Deathstroke had it, but he just... His genetics... Gave went. superpowers to his children.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, so one stroke <clears throat> was genetically altered. Part of his genetic alterations went to his sperm. <laughs> Yup. And the sperm then, you know, it's like an X-Men sort of thing. It has an X-Gene that, you know, creates a...
1: Essentially, yeah. It, it creates a different mutation. And, mm-hmm. and Jericho's mutation was he could take over people's minds without them even realizing it. Mm-hmm. And we find out that when Deathstroke killed him, because Deathstroke actually did kill Jericho. Yes. Not on purpose, but he did. Well, because Jericho was actually becoming friends with the Titans. Even though he knew what that they originally befriended him only to get to Deathstroke. Yes. And
0: so he actually was a real friend. <laughs> of theirs yeah and deathstroke is going to kill one of the titans and when he did jericho stepped in front of him
1: yeah and killed him but in that moment he dumped his consciousness into deathstroke yes so now deathstroke basically has two minds and dick realizes this because he goes back to the mother's house and it should be mentioned because i know we haven't mentioned it in this episode Rose and Jericho are half-siblings. Mm-hmm. Rose was a tryst of, of Slade's from wherever. So just get that out there. Yes. Um. He goes back because he remembers something that she said, and he goes into the closed room, and Slade is sitting there. But it's not necessarily Slade. It's Jericho. Mm-hmm. In Slade's mind. In Slade's body, yes. Body, mind. I mean, he takes over the mind. But he is... And they actually show, like, a... They show Jericho in, like, a white room where he's occasionally able to exert control over Slade. Mm-hmm. But Slade has a very disciplined mind, so he's not always able to do it. And with this knowledge, they, they go to fight Deathstroke. And they get all the Titans back yeah, together. Everybody gets back together. Todd wasn't there, though, was he? Uh, Todd. I didn't think he was. So, there. so here, here's what happened. I
0: wasn't sure if it was this. It's in this episode or the one prior. But Todd tried to face Deathstroke on his own. It's
1: because he's an idiot.
0: And when he tried to face Deathstroke on his own, it was actually, it was a previous episode. Uh, I don't remember exactly which one it was, but there was, because there was also an a, a online vote if you wanted to kill Jason Todd. Oh my God. gosh. And he eked out and survived. I, I, of course, voted for him to die. But wouldn't that have been not
1: accurate to the comics? Because doesn't the Joker kill him? I just wanted him to die. <laughs> That's fair. It just, it all goes back to Jason Todd is stupid. Yes. And, you know, th- the, the character. Now, I'm not saying like the character in itself is stupid. I'm saying that yeah. the character's an idiot. No, but so what happened was after the fight
0: with Deathstroke, like I said, this happened like a couple episodes yeah. back. This actually happened before uh, Nightwing went, went to prison. Uh, after the fight with uh with Deathstroke, Todd then became like huge PTSD from the, you know, almost uh, all yeah. the time. And, and, and he was with other...
1: Rose at the time because they mm-hmm. were kind of like, they formed a bond and they were out. Yeah basically squatting in rich people's houses exactly
0: but rose decided that she needed to uh, to go and face her father mm-hmm. whereas jason was like was like jason you know always trying to run away from things
1: <laughs> yes that's me to a t <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he does not actually participate in this final battle. Either. No, he, he yeah. left. It's mainly, he, he left the battle. It's, it's mainly up. Grayson. It's Grayson and Rose are the two main yeah, combatants Yeah, because basically Deathstroke had uh, Corey and Donna pinned down. Mm-hmm. And this is when, you know, the big reveal where he lands, Grayson lands on the car with his suit and tells him, get out of here, I got this. And yeah, well, that was the end of the previous episode. In his shiny new suit. Yeah, but I mean, this this is where we're at, though, is, yeah. is the actual confrontation.
0: Yes. So the last episode is pretty much just the confrontation between all of them fighting and, you know, seeing, you know, Jason Todd leave and, um, you know, everyone else realizing, oh, we are real heroes again. We need to get back together and be heroes. And so they get back together and they're they're heroes and they fight Deathstroke.
1: Yeah. And uh, in the fight, essentially, they they beat Deathstroke down. And as Rose is about to deliver the killing blow, because she delivers the killing blow, right? Mm -hmm. As she's about to do that. Jericho jumps from Slade's head into Rose's head, and now the brother and sister are sharing a brain and a body. Correct. It's a little weird. Very weird. But I'm glad that Jericho survived. <laughs> but then they're they're not gonna stick around. They're gonna go and, you know, figure do, out do what, figure thing. out what's next. But that's not the end because we still have Cadmus to deal with. Yes. Because at this point Cadmus has exerted control over Connor and Gar and they've gotten them to fight each other in a carnival while they broadcast it on the black market to sell their product because Cadmus is terrible. Well their product is Superboy. Yes. And it's actually working very well. Until the Titans show up. Yes. And they basically they get into a fight and they dive into Connor's head and help him break free of Cadmus's control. Same with Gar. And that's like none of them actually die in this fight. They, no, all, no, none of them they die. all get through it.
0: Yeah. They all, they all advance on without actually any real growth. That was when my, my biggest flaw in this season was there was no real growth. The only growth that there was was with Jason Todd and with Jason Todd was his growth was just become more and more insane.
1: Yeah, I think there was some growth with with Grayson because he was finally able to accept the mantle of leadership in, yeah, okay.
0: in a better way. I'll, I'll, I'll give it that, you know, Dick became you know the leader. He became Nightwing. And but there was way too much downturn for Grayson to be that upturn to be that much of a, he uh, you know, a yeah. big spring.
1: And And we haven't even touched on the actual ending because I think it's stupid. Oh, you don't like that? No. I can't imagine anyone liked it. So they're in this carnival. The fight is over, but this electrical tower falls over. And the only one who can catch it and save people is Donna. And she gets electrocuted and dies. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just so stupid. It was just insanely idiotic. But Donna's still in season three. Good. Because I like the character. I'm sure she's
0: going to be evil or something, but. Yeah. Well, she dies in the comics and, and, and becomes a more powerful
1: Okay, I got to start season three, but I figured we I didn't want to do it right away because I knew we hadn't recorded this one yet. And then I didn't want it to be super long from finishing season three. And yeah, that's my story. This one doesn't have
0: the cliffhanger like season one did.
1: Yeah, they actually finished the season story in the season, which I was a fan of. Yes. So we will get Titan season three a little later date. Yep. And it will be
0: a while before season four because that hasn't even been in production. Uh, yet. Yeah. But they did greenlight it has been approved that's one of the announcements that was made during
1: D C Fando. fandom good. As a whole, I I actually like this a lot better than the this first season. I think it 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 had more of a a consistent tone to it. It mm-hmm. wasn't trying to be dark and dour for dark and dour's sake. It was just it was more consistent. The characters were interesting. They made you know, they were better written in yeah. the
0: season. No no definitely it was it was a better written season. It was it was I was going to go watch it anyways because it's got Nightwing.
1: Yeah. And now it definitely has Nightwing because he's actually Nightwing. He's
0: actually Nightwing. Yep. (laughs) But that has been our
1: take on Titans season two. And I have been your geek, Jason. And I have been your geek, Scott. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day.